Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. When we left off last time, I was telling you about a man in the church in which I grew up, a man like Cain. What was it about this man who reminded me of Cain? In a word, hypocrite. Cain, as we find him in Genesis chapter 4, was a hypocrite. He projected one thing by outward appearance that was not true of his inward disposition. That is what hypocrisy is, projecting one thing by outward appearance that is not true of inward disposition. According to the Bible, outwardly Cain gave his offering of fruit to God. He could walk away from the worship service saying, I sure do love God. I've done what he commanded me. I brought of the fruit of the ground. I sure am a worshiper. His family gathered around, perhaps even his own father, Adam, his mother, Eve, and his brother, Abel, would say, based on what they saw, that Cain sure was a genuine believer in God. They would have reason to think Cain has faith in God. And yet, Cain did not come to God by faith, He came to God by his own works. And when the Lord found the hypocrisy thriving in Cain's heart, when God assessed Cain, God rejected him. And this set in motion Cain's relentless anger against God. Henry Morris comments that until after his offering, Cain probably appeared outwardly pious and obedient to God, but then his countenance fell. An inward pride and resentment had been festering in his heart for some time. I think that's exactly it. Cain gets angry because God exposes his hypocrisy. God calls him out on it. This is instructive for us. God does not accept worship if it does not come by faith. Holy God is not interested in us presenting ourselves in pride and by our good works as we say, Hear God, I am a righteous man. I am a righteous woman. You must accept me on my terms. No, God says, Come before me on my terms or do not come at all. God does not accept worship that comes from an impure heart. God does not accept worship from hypocrites, the kind of outward expression meant to impress other people, to make it look like you're really into the worship when you know you are not. God does not accept worship that presents itself in offerings that are merely given to God because you feel you have to, you are obligated to, you are expected to, but the heart is not in it. The Lord is not interested in empty ritual. He really is not. What kind of worship is pleasing and acceptable to God? Well, not the kind Cain offered. As we have already learned, and I hope you were with us for that, the kind of worship God finds pleasing and acceptable is the kind Abel offered. That is the message of Genesis chapter 4. 
Before we move on with more of Cain's story in Genesis 4, I want to finish with John Calvin's insights from last time. And I do so because what Calvin will say to us today bridges us into the rest of the text. So I'll do the following. I'm going to read Calvin's commentary in full. Then I will pick up on his last paragraph and comment. I am aware you have already heard him for the last two podcasts and broadcasts, but he's worth repeating. And if you take notes, this will give you a chance to jot some down. I'm quoting the brilliant and humble theologian John Calvin. In the person of Cain is portrayed to us the likeness of a wicked man who yet desires to be esteemed just, and even arrogates to himself the first place among the saints. Such persons truly, by external works, strenuously labor to deserve well at the hands of God, but retaining a heart enwrapped in deceit, they present to him nothing but a mask, so that in their laborious and anxious religious worship there is nothing sincere, nothing but mere pretense. When they afterwards see that they gain no advantage, they betray the venom of their minds, for they not only complain against God, but break forth in manifest fury, so that if they were able, they would gladly tear God down from his heavenly throne. Such is the innate pride of all hypocrites, that by the very appearance of obedience they would hold God as under obligation to them, because they cannot escape from his authority, they try to soothe him as they would a child. Then they think God does them a great wrong if he does not applaud them. But when God pronounces their offerings frivolous and of no value in his sight, they first begin to murmur and then to rage. Calvin then adds, Their impiety alone hinders God from being reconciled unto them, but they wish to bargain with God on their own terms. When this is denied, they burn with furious indignation, which, though conceived against God, they cast forth upon his children. End quote. What is Calvin saying as he ends with this last paragraph? It is something important. Cain's unconfessed sin, Cain's unrepentant attitude, prohibits God from being reconciled to him. As we will see when we come into the next set of verses, Cain is dug in with his anger, and he does begin this bargaining with God on his own terms. This will result in Cain lashing out against his brother Abel. As we finish with John Calvin's insights, let's go back to the question we've been wrestling with. Do you remember it? Here it is. What kind of worship is pleasing and acceptable to God? We can now answer with certainty. Not worship that is given from a heart that is not reconciled to God. Not worship that is bargaining with Him on our own terms and not worship that is offered when we have furious indignation with God that finds release against other people in our lives. When we treat other people terribly, especially out of anger, like Cain, we cannot expect God to receive our worship. 
God is God, and he demands we be reconciled to him through Jesus Christ before he accepts what we bring to him. God is God, and he demands we worship on his terms, not ours. God is God, and he demands if we are angry with him, we confess that anger as sin, and we deal with it by bringing ourselves to Christ and asking his full pardon and forgiveness. Otherwise, we can be certain we will be rejected. And I suspect there is a whole lot of rejection coming from God's throne to the kind of worship many Christians are bringing in our church's worship services and throughout the week. So let us examine ourselves and see what we find lurking in the hidden corners of our own hearts. Take some consecrated time before you worship to identify your attitude and to confess any known sin. Take worship that seriously. As I was writing about God and Cain on worship, I could not stop thinking about the opening chapter of the book of Malachi, the last book in the Bible's Old Testament. I taught this book in our church not long ago. And in Malachi 1, there is a dynamic back and forth between holy God and the priests who were supposed to be serving God at the temple. But what the priests were doing was to refuse God the honor due him. God is to be most highly honored above all, and the people refused him such honor. So God brings his denunciation against Israel's sin. Listen to the word of the Lord in Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. I'm reading now Malachi 1, 6. A son honors his father, and a servant his master. Then if I am a father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my respect? Says the Lord of hosts to you, O priest, who despise my name. Now that is a clear and strong rebuke from God. He asks, where is my honor? Where is my respect? Those are questions God is still asking. How can it be that his people, the very ones he has redeemed, are not giving him the honor due his name? How can it be that his people, the very ones he has loved, are not giving him the respect do unto him. Remember, the priests and the people, the Israelites, were his people, and the context of these words is worship. We are not talking here about people who are not Christians dishonoring and disrespecting God. That's bad enough. What we are talking about here are the people of God. These are words that should stop us in our tracks if we are Christians. Are we withholding honor and respect from God? Well, if you keep reading in Malachi, you will clearly see that God rejected their worship, and God rejected Cain's worship. And now the question is, is God rejecting your worship? Is God rejecting my worship? It is good for us to examine anger in our own hearts In fact, this is what every fruitful Bible study will do. Our time together in the Word of God will cause us to search ourselves and see how we measure up. This is not a time to search others. 
This is the time to take what has been said today and to ask how this applies to me. What will I do about what God has said to me? I hope that you find God is, penetrates beneath the surface of your life, and the Spirit of God ministers to you at a deeper, more meaningful level. This is my prayer. And I can assure you that in preparing this, that is exactly what the Holy Spirit does for me. So let's meet back here again tomorrow for God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.